This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Rose and Jamie are two best friends And they love sex and the city And they couldn't help but wonder Do you love it too? Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte, Cosmos, Cheese, So many dudes. Every single dude All the dudes And we couldn't help but wonder Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno. I'm Jamie Lee and I'm Rose Cerno. And this is Couldn't, Couldn't Help But Wonder, a podcast where we talk about sex in the city and how it relates to, to us. us. Hello, Jamie Oh my God. Hello, Rosa Lulu. Girl. How were you this week and who were you this week? Oh, let's get right into it. Um, this week, I was Carrie specifically in a later season, I believe season four, don't quote me on it, when she's dating Aiden and he moves into her apartment and she just starts to feel kind of like stifled and claustrophobic and like she needs her space and she's kind of like fleeing the apartment to go work in a coffee shop on her laptop, like just trying to like get air all the time. That's sort of how I have felt lately. I suddenly hit a point and I think I talked about this the last episode, but it's officially confirmed. I like cannot stand my apartment right now. Wow. I am so over it. I've never felt this over my living quarters wow. in my entire life. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't know what changed, but suddenly when I'm there, I feel so claustrophobic. I literally am like, Ugh, here we go again with this room. And then I'll like go down the hall. I'm like, here we are with this hall. Here we are in the same bathroom. Like it is crazy. And then I saw, so I was whatever, feeling very claustrophobic, su- suffocated. And then I went and saw The Lighthouse, which Skylar and I just talked about. He loved this movie. It is such a claustrophobic movie. It is so everything. Sounds emotionally upsetting. It is emotionally upsetting. It is very, they're in constant tight quarters, everything. It's a lot of close-ups and you're just, you feel like you're not able to move with them. And also there's like two locations the entire movie. It's just like in this shitty house or like in the shitty rain outside of the house. And so I saw this movie this week. So it was that plus getting out of that suffocating movie, going back to my house. I was just like, I, the second the show that I'm working on is over, I'm like, Operation Move into moving, if not sooner. Like honestly, Skylar, you might have to like jumpstart this for me. I'm going insane. I love the idea of you moving. I have to. I don't know what changed though. Like it happened so rapidly because I've been in this place. I I I been do years. Be- well, I think I said this last episode. I was living in the there. It's a house split into two different Duplex, units, yeah. and I was in the smaller unit when I first moved to LA. Now I'm in the larger unit, and it is a nice amount of space in some ways. I don't think it's a spatial issue. I think it is like a mental a juju thing. disagreement with me. Yeah, it's like a feng shui like. Is that my saying that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Feng shui. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 like actually disagreeing with my mind. Whatever. Move. I got to get the fuck out. I yeah. don't know what's happening. Anyway, so that's where I'm at. I am Carrie when she was like needing space. That's how go. I feel. Yeah. How about you? Who are you? Um, I'm trying to think who the best comp is. It's probably some kind of version of Miranda. I'm PMSing really hard right now, and I'm just grumpy and like a little bit of an ogre. Can I say something really quick about your PMS? Yeah. 
I have been dealing with symptoms of getting my period for the last week and a half and it still hasn't come. And I was like, maybe you and I are on the same cycle. I'm getting mine like any day. Okay, any day. Okay, I thought you're already on it. No, PMS is right before, No, right? no, yes. But I thought maybe it was like oh. the beginning of your period. No, I always okay. like three days before a couple of things happen. I'm so tired that I'm like fighting to keep my eyes open. Yeah, same. And then I'm just in a foul mood. Sure. So yeah. I'm almost like the nice thing about having a period. And if you know your PMS, it's like life doesn't count today. Mm-hmm. Nothing counts. I don't even like trust my feelings right now. No, you can't. I don't even I don't give anything credit. No, I it's like self-betrayal. Saying, yeah, it's like I just need to like get through the next sure. couple of days and then I'll be fine. So I'm a little bit of a grumpy Gus. OK, but I'll try not to bring my my grumps. Who's grumpy on the show? Miranda? She's a grump. She's a grump, yeah. But nobody's like, yeah, she's a grump. She can be. I'll be fine. I also feel like I sleep too much. I sleep 10 hours a night. Hmm. I don't know if I should call the police on myself or not. I don't know if that's too much. Meaning what? Like, what is your bedtime? I mean, I know what 10 hours means, but I mean, like, what? <laughs> when does the 10 hours start? I think it's like 11 or 12, and then I wake up at 9. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like everyone's so different. I know. I love it. I also used to wake up later and then I started waking up earlier just this year. I'm trying to become an early riser. Well. I'm trying to come become Paul Reiser. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. I love it. I mean, you've got the Jewish thing going. He is Jewish, right? Yeah. And weirdly, if you watch Mad About You, he's cute. Oh, he is cute. I didn't know if people knew that. Yeah. No, Paul Reiser's cute. Paul Reiser is cute. Yeah. He's like adorable. Yeah, that show's cute as hell. No, yeah, I want to. I want to go back and get watch back that in show. and watch Leela. Yeah. Oh my she's god. She's so cute on oh, it. Yes. Our our therapist yes. used to be on that show. Yes, and she's absolutely precious. She's real. She's like the funny character actress on. Wait, the show. did I tell you that one time when I went to her and I was I was talking about Dan? She said to me, <laughs> her advice was, "Well, how can you expect to cast Dan when he won't cast himself?" She literally said that. She to gave me. you like acting advice. L- literally said that, and I was like, "I got." I was there was part of me that was like, "I this has. To, I like have to tell him this. This is the <laughs> funniest fucking thing anyone is to have my ex mad about you actress therapist That's tell me. So <laughs> funny. How, how, can, how can you cast Dan if he's That's not going to cast so himself? Funny. <laughs> That would be I a really live in Los Angeles to a horrifying degree. It would be a really funny character. Can you even Skylar? That's amazing. Are I love dying? that so much. That's the I mean, greatest. That's amazing. It's the most. It's whatever funk I was in in therapy that day that pulled me right out of it. I was like, that's the most genius thing I've ever heard. That's amazing. Anyway, sorry. That's I perfect. De- I derailed. Okay, so this episode, we are talking about season two, episode 18, X X and and the City. City. Yeah. So things kick off with Miranda and Carrie doing a little midday flower shopping when, this is so funny, oh God, Steve, Miranda's ex, shows up and obviously Miranda does a mature adult thing and literally runs away. Yes. Flees. Like he sees her and she like- Escapes the scene. Like 1930s, like- yeah. Physical comedy, like right, right, banana right. peel flees the scene. Yeah. With like the feet and like the rotation, like Tasmanian devil, yes. like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, girl. Yeah. They head to lunch with Charlotte and Samantha. I have yeah. never been able to be friends with an ex-boyfriend. I meet those couples who stay friends and I think, how? How do they do that? I've never been able to be friends with any man. Why would I? Women are for friendships. Men are for fucking. Honey, you have got to learn to form an opinion. Friendship is the bonus of a relationship. If they don't want the relationship, they don't get me as a friend. So what? If you don't make it as a couple, you withhold your friendship as punishment? Well, you make it sound so bad. Black widow spiders bite the heads off of their mates when they're through with them. I think withholding friendship is letting them off easy. Hey, can you imagine, you guys, instead of the whole awful breaking up scene, you're just like, hey, you, come here, and you're just, chop their head off. Believe me, I would love to be one of those people who's all, we loved, thank you, you enriched my life. Now go, prosper, but I'm much more, we didn't work out, you need to not exist. What? It's just, it's just so childish. Not you, the, the whole situation. I mean, we keep dresses we'll never wear again. We throw away our ex-boyfriends. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm any better. I, I mean, I'm not, you know, I haven't been able to be friends with Big, but if you love someone and you break up, where does the love go? 
To their next girlfriend. I love she that. said to the next girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't tell her. Like, to the next girlfriend. She swallowed <laughs> like, it. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. It's like another kooky Samantha. <laughs> the way her voice, the way her, she can manipulate her voice sometimes is so like even when she's like, "Honey, it's wonderful to fuck her." It's just like everything is so. You are like a Samantha Savant. It's so funny that she can sound like sort of even keel, and then she's like, <laughs> she kind of sounds like a woman who's had a couple of cocktails. Yeah, but she probably has in all these. Episodes. Oh yeah, I gal. Do you drink. maintain friendships with exes? Um. Yeah, I mean, well, one of my exes, I worked on a TV show with him um, and worked on other projects together with that person. So I guess in that case, yes. And then my college boyfriend, I was friends with him for a really long time after we broke up. But was also, that hard we or not? weren't really dating anyone else Were seriously. You so friends I think with benefits was, or just friends? I mean, just like initially when we first broke up, we were friends with, with Ben's. But um, no, then we were just like, friends I don't know but I think we never fully broke up in like a classic like we have to end this way so it kind of just like fizzled but I feel like we're still on really good terms so I don't yeah but you still have an active friendship with one of your exes. I do yeah and what do you think the key yeah. to that was how because so many people want to learn how to do that why do you think that was possible I think in that circumstance it was possible because we were sort of forced, not forced, that's not the right word. We There was a circumstance that caused us to have to work together. Mm. So we weren't talking prior to that happening. Oh, I see. And then when we, had, when we were together, we wrote something together. And so then after we broke up, we were in a position where that thing actually like got made and was was that green. the web series yeah that was so funny so we oh thanks um so yeah we had to sort of like rally and like put our shit aside and then because of that I think it just forced us into being copacetic and friendly that's quicker. cool so it was kind of like an yeah. accident but it worked out also when we broke up it became it was uh, it was a sort of classically not easy breakup in that it was really surprising. But because it was so surprising, I think it had that rip the bandaid off effect to where like any morning of the relationship had to happen really quickly and really intensely. So it kind of like left my system really quick. It was like painful, but fast. And so I think when we started working together, there was no residual like, oh, I there was no longing. Like the longing was fully done. Had you I had been already in love? dated. Did you feel like you were in love with him? Um, I think I thought I was, but it was definitely not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you think that made it, it was easier? loving? Yes. Oh, we were not in love. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Thought it for sure. Oh wow. That was not. How yeah. do you feel like it for sure wasn't if you thought it at the time? Because I really wanted it to be and so many things about the relationship looked the part and sort of outwardly everyone was always like, oh my God, you two have like the best situation. Like I look at you and you're just so, like, it was that kind of relationship. It felt like it was rich. Yeah, right. it was very like going through the motions. Like we really nailed the parts of like looking super solid even though go. i don't think it was there yeah yeah i it was not we were not in love interesting we were we were love adjacent that's interesting yeah what about you um general generally not still friends with exes but friendly yeah um like generally like if i saw them on the street i would have a really nice conversation but um not like in touch still uh, like with people from like years ago, yeah. I don't really know what they're up to or right. Um, but that feels that seems yeah yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of a combination of things. I think number one, uh, I usually don't want to like most of my exes. I don't feel like we were like there's so much love like a sexual chemistry but like if you took that away I didn't feel like wow we have this amazing friendship mm. I really need to make sure to sure it's not so like you will like you have your friends that's like it's right yeah yeah right. I, I don't feel which like is I, kind of the point that they're making here yeah I mean like Lee and I are obviously more like recent exes yeah and we still are in touch and I definitely like still like we kind of have a friendship right now that's like, nice yeah like you know, we're up on each other's lives and, you know, we still check in with each other. Yeah. But I kind of feel like 
it's the kind of thing where like I wouldn't at this point want to hear him like talk about dates or something. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I see. That's I think what you said. You hit the nail on the head. I think it's one thing when you guys haven't necessarily moved on. Or maybe you even have, but we you're really, not discussing. Still, yeah, right. Well, that's very your your situation is especially fresh. But In I'm a year, talking we about we probably won't still be talking. Like, okay, okay. I would think, but like, but I think that is the testament. It's like, can you? It's one thing to sort of like have sort of an aftershock situation where it's like, even with my college boyfriend, it was sort of what you're describing with Lee. Only you it went on for longer because just, we weren't dating anyone else. Right. We kind of were just like hanging, kind of like. One foot dipped in the pool and one foot out. I mean, I've definitely been like, so do you want me to come over? And he's like, stop fucking with me. Oh, my God. Um, that's yeah. Well, that's normal. Yeah, that's totally. what happens. But I'm saying yes. like, I think the test of like, can you actually be friends is if one of you moves on. One are you one or both of you moves on. And you still want to hang out. And then you're still like, let's hang. Because that, I think, is rare. I think that's rare. I also think that, like, a huge part of a romantic relationship is the sexual chemistry. And sometimes if that's gone, if you're not a couple anymore, it's like, how much are we friends? How much... How much do we really Ooh. love hanging out without that? You just brought up something that is so interesting. Because I was just thinking about how my high school boyfriend, that, to this day, was the most devastating breakup of my whole life. And I think what you're saying is the reason why it's hmm. because I didn't I lot we lost our virginity together and I didn't enter that relationship for the sex. Like, right. we, you know, like that's it was like heavy petting. <laughs> you're like and 16, then like, you're like, I'm in it for the literally, sex. Literally. Yeah. It's not like we're like banging the night away. Um, but towards the end, we started having sex. And I actually think that we were not able to handle like what that entails so yeah we were so like innocent we're like this is complicated now <laughs> so cute. but what 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 you were saying is the reason I brought it up which is I think that that is why maybe it was so devastating was because there really was a friendship he was your best there. friend yeah. he was my best friend then it is devastating yeah it's almost more devastating it it's is like, more devastating oh this is my person I want to tell everything yeah to. it was like the foundation was built on like I just want to hang out with this person all the time yeah yeah oh, wow that just kind of like opened my eyes well Thank that's, you, Rose that's what this fucking podcast is for no that was like a straight up breakthrough I'm like I could not pinpoint I'm like why is it is it the timing of when you're young and vulnerable I'm sure that's part of it is that like when you're 16, you don't yeah, necessarily totally. know yourself as well as you do when you're in your 30s. I also think even if you even if you have a romantic relationship with someone where the friendship is really strong, if you have been in love at some point, which you and him were, it's hard to stay friends with somebody. Because if you break up with somebody or they break up with you, if you have a breakup with somebody that there it was real love. Yeah. You almost like never get over that. And so it's just like I that friend that friend friendship is hard. That's why Carrie's question of like where does the love go? I'm like, oh, that's so it doesn't really disappear. Yeah, it doesn't really go away. Yeah, I agree with that. It's weird. It's 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 definitely like a little out of sight, out of mind. I think you just have to But if they were in sight, I don't know what that would be like. Do you do you like follow him on like any social media? My my high school boyfriend? Yeah, I was for a little bit. He, um, we were friends actually. We were friends years later, like when I was already like halfway through college. We kind of reconnected, and like he met my college boyfriend, and like all hung out. And he's also friends with some of my other friends from Texas. So like, whatever. Anyways, we went to see the Rentals together, which is um great okay. band. We went to see the Rentals together because we loved them when we were dating. That's cute. And then like we went as friends. Um, and then I left my I had a I like lost my driver's license at the time I was always losing driver's licenses um not that much has changed because I think I recently lost a driver's license but I like left I had him like hold my passport and then I like forgot to get it back from him and I felt really embarrassed I was like I can't believe I like left my passport with him it's like so crazy and I yeah I just I remember feeling like I don't I was sort of like a little bit of the remnants of the relationship were clearly still there even that many years later because the level of embarrassment I felt was not the way I would feel if I like left my passport with you. You know what you I know mean? Funny? Like there was something going Jamie on where I, I was been... so obsessive about it. That's hilarious. I was like, Jamie, you fucking idiot. Like that's so cute. <laughs> It's really cute, too, because, like, Jamie and I have been friends for a while, and the things that embarrass you are, like, 
so unrelatable to me. Like <laughs> when you say like, oh, I left my passport, you act like I shit my pants in a library. It's like, it's not that embarrassing. No, to that's like, the point. Oh, that's so cute it's though. Not, it's not that big of but a deal. But things like that embarrass you. Yeah, no, I get, I am an easily embarrassed person, that's which so I'm also trying to unpack at the hilarious. moment. I'm always embarrassed. That's so funny. It's so weird. We do need to say something before we move on from this topic. Please, please. Because two of my sisters are gay and a lot of my close best friends are lesbians. And lesbians are all best friends with their exes. My little sister, her ex of years is her best friend. They hang out all the time. My friends Paisley and Caitlin, all their exes are part of their group. group. Like in the les community, you are friends with your exes. And I guess maybe part of that is the community is so small. You're like, well, I'm going to see you at every bar and every party and every art opening for the next five years. So I guess we're just going to have to yeah. be friends. Also, just like, that's so, what a, so aspirational. I would love to have that. Ugh, I would not want to see my my ex everywhere hanging with some new fruit tart. But maybe if that it wasn't were a more, gay slur. Ah, no, but guys, if, I'm calling the police on myself. Okay. Uh, you're forgiven. Thanks. Um, but no, uh, I wonder, I wonder though, if that were sort of like the heterosexual breakup culture, if we would maybe be in a sort of better headspace about having to interact with exes. Maybe. It's an interesting, probably we would be if we had to. Yeah. As much as we made fun of. Yeah, maybe it is. Ah. To me, it sounds a little painful. Like definitely painful, but I wonder if there's like, you maybe kind of just, yeah, I wonder if it just makes you sort of deal. Yeah, maybe it makes you confront it a little bit more. I mean, That's I'm not saying it wouldn't be painful. It's mm. more just like maybe it's a kind of pain that makes you heal quicker That's because it's sort of what happens. I don't know. I do think that as much as we made fun of Miranda sprinting the hell out of there, there have been exes where I'm like, no, and I do the same thing. I mean, I haven't like oh, yeah. cartoon run away from anyone with where my legs go, Brrr! but I have like ducked behind. Oh, ducked? Like, of course, I've yeah. ducked. Have you ducked? I've ducked. I've I've leaned Crouched. away. I yeah, squatted. Absolutely. <laughs> backbended away? Never a backbend, but definitely like taking a knee <laughs> to sort of dip out of frame. For sure. Yeah. Hit under an umbrella. I love a good trash can. I love a good lamp post. Like a kind of bush. like a mustache. I haven't gone full disguise, Monocle? but I like where you're headed. Yeah, I go full Mr. Peanut. I have a cane, <laughs> I have a top hat. I'm like, doing dances. My name is Victoria Victory. <laughs> what? Jamie, know. it's obviously you. Oh, I don't think so, young man. Have a lovely day. That'd be so funny just to do an accent. I just tap dance away. <laughs> Jamie, uh, that's definitely what you call no, and your phone is ringing. it's not me. <laughs> your phone is ringing. <laughs> We have to do so. Everybody, please do that at some point. Oh, my God. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Mdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. All right, let's get back into the app. Okay, so later, Miranda's hanging out at home when Steve comes a-knocking at her apartment. Where will you run now, Miranda? It actually ends up being less creepy than that, and they have a sweet time catching up with Miranda apologizing for running the other direction when she saw him earlier. They admit they both miss each other and decide to be friends. Charlotte takes a jog in the park where she runs into an ex of her own, her childhood horse, Taddy. This storyline was so silly. I almost felt like it was like a fucking joke or something. Absolutely. Taddy's looking good. All trotting and horsing around. We see you, Taddy. <laughs> Sorry. 
Uh, Charlotte's dad ended things between them when Taddy broke Charlotte's collarbone and Charlotte's never forgotten the horse that got away. Oh, God. While everybody else is obsessing over their lost loves, Samantha's on these streets picking up new ones. When she and an unnamed meathead check each other out, they both decide they like what they see and he gives her his card. That guy is literally a tiny head on a giant square. Yeah. He's the Hulk. Yeah, no. It's an unnatural. It's an unnatural form. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's paranormal. It's TMI. TMN. Too much neck. Inspired by a closet deep dive, Carrie calls big. It's been long enough. They're both adults. Why not be friends? When Natasha answers, Carrie remembers exactly why they can't be friends. She scrambles to hang up, then ends up calling back because at this time there's caller ID, so she knows that he knows she called. It's a whole ordeal, but Big and Carrie set a friendly lunch date to just sort it out in person. Things go great until they don't. Natasha, it turns out, is not just some Parisian pickup. She's Big's new fiance. Upon hearing the news, wounded Carrie storms out. Off of her tatty run-in, Charlotte figures it's about time she got back on a horse. She and Carrie meet up at some midtown stables. Between Carrie chain-smoking and feuding with a different horse, Charlotte does what she can to comfort Carrie. But she's really there to ride. When Charlotte... When Charlotte puts her foot in the stirrups, however, the memories of Daddy come flooding back, and she can't do it. Okay, okay, okay. No, no. I think you should keep it. No. That's so okay. funny. Don't I, reread okay, it. Okay, I'm not going to reread it. But okay, I'm going to reread just one part. Okay, do it. Okay. <laughs> Between Carrie chain smoking and feuding with a different horse, Charlotte Charlotte does... Well, I can't even read Keep all this okay, in, Okay, here Anna. we go. Between Carrie chain smoking and feuding with a different horse, Charlotte does what she can to comfort Carrie, but she's really there to ride. <laughs> when Charlotte puts her foot in the stirrups, however, the memories of Taddy come flooding back and she can't do it. She and Carrie run away and damn it, those horses go unridden. Skylar was like covering his mouth. This is such a funny storyline. We've never cracked up this hard just at recapping. I mean. It's powerful. Okay, you next. Like Taddy the horse storyline is like. It was so erotic. Yeah. Samantha takes her street guy on a drink. I want to call everyone a street guy. It's an open opportunity. I know. He's now known as Mr. Cocky, and for a good reason. Dude's got an enormous penis, like scary big. I'm telling you, Carrie, it was like a wall of flesh coming at me. There's nothing scarier than a really big one coming at you. I didn't even want to get my mouth near it. I was afraid I'd get locked up. I mean, it was quite a shock. His hands are relatively tiny. Oh, don't tell me you believe that. Well, not anymore. I am really going to have to psych myself up before I try it again. You're going to try it again? Why? Because it's there. Sweetie, it's a penis, not Mount Everest. Well, let me tell you, if it was Mount Everest, last night I could only make it to base camp one. Wowza. You dated Mr. Big? I'm dating Mr. Too Big. You know what? You're unbelievable. You, You broke up with James because he was too small. This guy's too big. Who are you, Goldie Cox? Yep. I'm looking for one that's just right. I mean, also... That's like a perfect scene. It's so well-written. I know. It's so fucking funny. It's also so funny, too, because, like, they're doing bits. Like, they're doing, like, stand-up. It's like, who are you, Goldie Cox? Like, (laughs) it's like a whole... (laughs) So true. It's so... It's great. Well, what I love about this scene is that the whole time I am thinking, wow, Samantha is now dating a guy whose penis is too big. She dated a guy whose penis was too small. Like, I actually was thinking, oh, what is she? And then they they say it. That's and they're great. like, who are you? Goldie Cox? I didn't think Goldie Cox. But I was like, oh, this is like... Goldie Cox. Yeah, this is Goldie Cox. And then they say it. And I'm like, well, great. You guys, everything, everyone, everyone got what they wanted. It's kind of crazy that Goldie Cox hasn't caught on more. Yeah. Because... Uh, yeah. Well, but it's kind of crazy that we don't say, like, he's a great guy, but his dick was too big. And, you know, I'm a Goldie Cox, so I got to... Keep right. looking. Yeah, I could see it catching on. Have you ever been with a Mr. Too Big? Yes. Yes. One time. Tell we, us about it. I don't think we ever... We didn't have sex. Did you try and gargle that 
No, Anaconda. no. But I definitely remember the hand job requiring like two hands. <laughs> It, it was, was like, like recruit people. It was like, yeah, it was you like, had to pick up some guys in front of the yeah. Home Depot for help. No, I needed backup. It was like jerking off a traffic cone. <laughs> that's insane. It was fucking crazy. You're the like, girth was out of control. You like couldn't put both. No, that's of your what hands. it was. Yeah, it was like that's eating a burrito. It was like Chipotle. Crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if there's a tipping point of confidence to like shame mm. of like too big. If it's like that's interesting. Yeah, pro- probably. If you if it's so big that it hurts p- it to go in, then it's probably not something you're that proud of yeah listeners let us know because i have a feeling that that's i think if you have a giant dongle do and it's something that you actually have to like deal with tell us if we don't need pictures by the way just to be clear yeah but do tell us what the experience is like i had a boyfriend in college who was just like this tall handsome very dumb very nice guy was like yeah and then he like unzipped his pants and was like yeah it was definitely like like having to like figure out how to have sex and it was definitely like the day after was a little like rose you're walking kind of funny like it was definitely a challenge yeah um i broke up with him because all the all of the I don't know. I was going to say brain cells were in his dick, but that doesn't make any sense. It makes sense to me. <laughs> also, he's a nice person, so I shouldn't say anything mean about him. He was completely very, very nice. It was also funny because my sister had a really sweet boyfriend, and this was my sister's boyfriend's best friend. So then for a minute, my sister and her boyfriend were friends with me and my boyfriend, which was his boyfriend's best friend. Ah! <laughs> Just like, obviously, it was like so stupid. Um. Yeah, I... Um. Yeah, I I will say as far as I mean, look, I this storyline was bound to come up <laughs> whether it happened to Samantha or someone else. Right. The the guy with the dick that's too big, like it was gonna happen. I am surprised that Samantha. I could see Samantha being able to handle it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also interesting because like, um, I feel like this was before internet porn, or maybe it was more like. When my friends and I would like sneak to the back of the video store and there was like our sure, X-rated videos sure. and they would show like naked men and stuff. And some of the guys have like the craziest right, dicks. Right. And I'm like, that's like a health hazard. Yeah. No, I feel. So- yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. This is a spinoff conversation. But do you think a lot of those dicks are implants? I don't think so because there is no cure for remember when that therapist was on our show, there is no real cure for a small dick. And if there was, then there would be no small dicks. People would get surgeries. It's actually kind of crazy. If you think about it with all the technology we have and like bombs and drones and iPhones, it's kind of crazy that we can't can't, just solve micro penis. We can't solve dick size. We can't really solve cellulite either. Yeah, that's true. Cellulite or is it cellulite? cellulite and we can't we haven't really solved lifelong wrinkles because 90 year olds still look 90 oh yeah no i mean all serums are a lie for sure but we the, what we do is we go oh well the 90 year olds we have now like did they know everything that we know we have to wait till we're 90 to like actually see if it makes a difference i have a feeling that by the time we're old I, um, i'm not getting old by the time our years increase yes that's i like that better <laughs> keep going i think by the time our age adds num- more numbers yeah we can just go into a store and buy a new face cool yeah that sounds good yeah i'm fine with it okay great well it's good to know that that exists um mm-hmm. anyways all right getting us back into the app Steve and Miranda end their just friends dinner with some more than friends sex. Afterwards, they both wonder why they broke up in the first place. Meanwhile, Samantha and Mr. Cocky give sleeping together another try, but Sam cannot hack it. His schlongy is too longy for Samantha. It's too painful. They have to give up. Before we move on, I do have to say it's kind of funny that Steve and Miranda, quote unquote, don't remember why they broke up because I have vivid memory and it was not mutual. It was Steve breaking up with her. Yeah. Like even I think she even says like, God, why did we break up? It's like Steve broke up with you. Right. Well, they they even there's that beat where they run down all the reasons in the bed, but they just like kind of are indifferent to it all of a sudden. What were the reasons? Oh, money. Yeah. Money uh, values like his, his lack of ambition. She cites a little bit, too. Right. And it's like they know all the issues, but they just kind of drop them as mattering because they just slept together again. The thing is, no matter what their issues were. Miranda didn't break up with him. Right. She got dumped. So I just found it really interesting that like they were like, why did it? that's so fake? It's like 
you know exactly why the guy you were in love with dumped yeah, you. Yeah, it is There's just no... a strange choice. It's a strange writing choice. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. It may, may, unless it was meant more rhetorically, not why did we wake up, but why in general? I think that it was supposed to be rhetorical, but I think it is interesting that Miranda was broken up with. She also literally ran away when yeah. she saw him. Yeah. So it does have this sort of, you know, rejected undertone oh. from Miranda's point of view. Yes. And then after when like, yeah, when they're postcoital, it's just like, why did we break up? You know, it's like, I think, you know. Yeah. It, it almost. Yeah. It kind of like went out the window immediately. Um, But also it's a testament to like why these two are so great for each other. I think of all the couples on the show, it's by far the most romantic. It is hands down the hottest sex of course. on the show. Yeah. Of anybody. They have great chemistry. No, design. they, they really do. the best sex ever. I fucking Steve love Steve. Steve is a phenomenal lover. You know no, he's, that he, is. he like loves pussy. He like loves to go down. Yes, I, he's yes. like a you pleasure can tell. No, hound. he's a pussy hound. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, let me just. He's park. a giver. Yes, you can tell. Yeah. Charlotte gives the horse she ran away from. <laughs> I know another <laughs> oh, try. Okay, keep going. I know it almost feels like this is like some erotic like horse. It is, thing. Yeah. especially when you, the way they filmed it too. Oh, it was like it's a like love a different. Thing. It's like a move. It's like its own. They movie. probably cracked up on set. So I bet hard they for laughed this. so hard. And guys, she does it. She brings herself to ride again. That's right. The waspiest plot in the show ends in a win. And a few days after their lunch showdown, Big gives Carrie a call to apologize. He says he would never do anything to intentionally hurt her, and she buys it. They end in a pretty good place until he invites her to his engagement party. This guy is only into unintended pain. Carrie catches up with everyone to unpack. You know, I think I can actually feel them over there eating shrimp. It's just, (laughs) why her? I mean, really, why her? One word, Hubble. Hubble. Oh my God, Hubble. It is, it is so Hubble. Who's Hubble? Hubble, Robert Hubble Redford in The Way We Were. Oh, I love that movie. No, I love, love, love that movie. Never saw it. Oh Oh my my God. God. What are you, an alien? How could you not have seen The Way We Were? Chick film. Okay, Robert Redford is madly in love with Barbara Streisand. Katie. Katie. Oh, Katie, right? Yeah, but he can't be with her because she's too complicated and she has wild curly hair. Hello, curly. Yeah, so he leaves her and marries this simple girl with straight hair. Ladies, I am having an epiphany. The world is made up of two types of women, the simple girls and the Katie girls. I am a Katie girl. What do you think about this? The Katie's versus the Simpsons. I think there's Simpies. something here. Yeah, same. I wish that I had seen this movie because, I mean, you don't need to have seen it to understand what they're saying. Right. But um, I think that they're onto something. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Which girl are you? Um, I mean, I I would have to say Katie, but who would be a sort of self-proclaimed simple girl. You know what, though? To be honest, this is coming from a Katie, so they're going to make the simple girl sound bad. So then does the simple girl actually even exist? No, I think that what simple is is an insult, but they're using it as an insult because they're not that. But I think the complimentary flip of that, the nice way to say that, is low maintenance, low drama, right? Un- superficial, just kind of like I know one girl who, as as we're saying this, I'm like that, and actually, the, it's so ironic because the girl's name is Katie. Oh my god, how funny! But she is not a Katie; she's a simple girl. Yeah, and she is just the most easygoing. Yeah. like I remember when I was dating Dan early on. Someone, not Dan, but somebody in the group organized like a strip club outing. And I was like, <laughs> fuck that. I no, hate gross. that. It gross. I hate that. And the girl, this girl, her boyfriend 
was like part of the group and she's like I don't know it's just guys it's just what they do and I was like okay like I don't like it I'm so surprised and like she just was that person yeah she had a great she's married to that person now like they have a great marriage she's just like easy going easy yeah I mean the thing is I think that I think that there are merits to both kinds sure and I think probably in a functioning happy relationship you need one of each mm. or maybe it's not that simple but probably if you had two katie's or two simples maybe it would get boring probably i mean two, yeah that's interesting yeah i have a i have a my friends who i'm thinking of who are in a relationship one is a katie and one is a simple and the simple one is like i love that my partner is so wild and exciting sure. and fabulous i would be bored with someone like myself and then my friend who's really wild exciting and fabulous and difficult and sometimes a bitch needs an even killed I think that it's completely legitimate to want to be in a relationship with either one and also being in the wrong relationship can turn you into a Katie that's true and I think in the case of Carrie and Big that's a really good point thinks she's a Katie but also he makes her a Katie it's a really really empowering point yeah if somebody's driving you to be a Katie that said, I also think some people are complicated. Like if I walk into a restaurant and it's cold, I'll like ask them to turn off the air. Like that's cons- <laughs> that's like classic Katie move. Oh my God. If you're dating a Jewish woman, you're dating a Katie. Oh like, yeah. Unless you're, I do have one really like down to earth Jewish friend who like, no, she has a million health problems. Okay. I was going to say she's oh my God. low maintenance, but she's not. Hilarious. Yeah. Jewish mm-hmm. girls are Katie's. Wow. Yeah. So, Rose, wrap up our app for us. I would be delighted. After Carrie, Charlotte, and Miranda all do a The Way We Were sing-along, Carrie only makes it to the end of Big's engagement party. She just catches him as he's climbing into a town car and they get a second to talk. She wants to know why he chose Natasha over her, and he basically confirms what everyone suspected. Natasha is a simple girl. Carrie is complicated. And just like that, Carrie wanders off out of season two, an untamable single woman. Before we go Ooh. into the question of the episode, let's just talk about this a little because we haven't had a chance to talk about the big Carrie story. What, right. what are your thoughts? Um, my thought, my thought is I just like that Carrie had this epiphany with her girlfriends because um, I think that even if she's not a Katie or she thinks she's a Katie, it doesn't really matter. The fact that she's finally able to kind of like make sense of the big relationship feels really healthy. It doesn't feel like something that's going to last. I could see af- like if this were real life after that scene where she sort of like wishes him well and walks off. I could see her like two days later just bursting into tears all over again. Um, it doesn't feel like 100% closure, but at least in that moment, she got a little bit of relief because I feel like this entire season, he has just kind of been like a dark cloud over her, hanging over her. And um, this was like a brief moment of relief from that. Um, and I know that feeling when you go through a breakup where you have like a moment of happiness and you catch yourself being like, oh, right. Like the world will be okay again. And that is what this is, I think, for Carrie. Yeah. It's just that moment of like, oh, and then it's like two days later, you're just like, oh, oh, you yeah, know, like yeah. hysterical. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, like it was so just like secondhand pain for me to watch her find out that he's engaged. It's, you know, it was in when Harry met Sally. It's just like the idea of somebody that couldn't commit to you immediately committing to someone else is so painful. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it did. When I was in New York, I had this boyfriend who uh, was so complicated and it was such an up and down relationship. And like the second we broke up, I've had a, oh God, I've had a couple of boyfriends where like the second we break up, they get into like really meaningful. Oh God. <laughs> I know it's like such a nightmare. <laughs> um, but I, and that's always painful, but it's never been with somebody who was half my age and an actual model. I think that would just, dis- I mean, that's just like, I mean, Carrie's phenomenal, but I can't imagine how it would feel to ha- to be in your late thirties and already be sort of like on edge about that and then have your ex be like, you know, I just met this really nice 26 year old model and I just kind of feel like I'm in love with her more. Right. And I'm like, I'm willing to marry her. It just would be 
just, I mean, it's just pulverizing. Yeah. Pulverizing. Yeah. And it's actually interesting too, because it's like, you know, kind of what you had said, which I loved is it's like, he made her a Katie. It's like, it's maybe not even about like Katie versus simple girl. It's like, groupie versus an independent person it's like this guy just needs a groupie he doesn't you know he's gonna make all the shots he's gonna make all the decisions this girl's just a leaf in the wind kind of going with it and carrie's just not that she's her own if you have to be with somebody who's 20 years younger than you then you don't really want an equal you want yeah well and then i think the the next season we sort of learn a little bit more about natasha and I don't it becomes, even remember anything about her. It beca- well, because we, we don't really know anything about her yet, okay, yeah. but we will. Okay. And when we sort of start to learn about her, she actually is like a smart, That's driven, cool. independent woman. It's really worse. So it gets worse. <laughs> um, she yeah. Like volunteers Which for the is why life. the following season is it gets really, really, really complicated. Oh, and God. It's so juicy. Oh, it's I can't the juiciest. Wait. It's a smoothie. Um, yeah. Okay. So this brings us to the question of the episode. Later that night, I got to thinking about the X factor. In mathematics, we learned that X stands for the unknown. A plus B equals X. But what's really unknown is what plus what equals friendship with an X? Is this an unsolvable equation? Or is it possible to transform a once passionate love into something that fits nice and easily onto the friendship shelf? I couldn't help but wonder, can you be friends with an ex? You know what? Obviously, mm. we talked all about this. Yeah. But I think if there was an equation, it would be both people have moved on and are fully in love with other people. Yeah. And maybe that's the end of the equation. And nobody, if, if the relationship ended without crazy fucking each other over, like nobody cheated, nobody did anything crazy if it ended sort of mutually and then you both move on then maybe you can be what do you think what do you think the formula is uh I think yeah my formula is similar to your formula I think that the biggest thing is really being over each other but also recognizing that the friendship was always there so yeah I think that if you actually had a good friendship sort of buried beneath the dynamics of the relationship and you can do enough to bury the hatchet that is the relationship. I think that that, I think that it, it can happen. Um, but yeah, I mean my situation, I don't know that I would be friends with my ex had it not sort of occurred the way it did where we were, you were thrown together. We were sort of thrown together. We were really compatible work wise but we also were always so compatible as friends. It it was almost as if we were supposed to just be really good friends. Well, there you go. So everything worked out the way it was supposed to. That's it's good. almost as if we just shouldn't have dated. Well, but it is just what happened, there and you go. then we learned it pretty quickly. So yeah, I guess I don't. That doesn't really answer your formula no, no. question. But I think that it has to be that. Maybe my formula is if you were really meant to be friends the entire time, but you gave dating a go. Because anytime you sort of link up with someone on a level of like really connecting personality wise, I think that if you're both sort of in a space of wanting a relationship, your mind is going to go to like, well, why wouldn't it be with this person? Right. We have such a lovely time together. Right. So it's almost a process of of elimination of being like, okay, well, we tried it. It didn't work. But the friendship definitely can still survive because that was never an issue that was never on the table in that yeah, way. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. also think if you're with somebody that you don't have crazy sparks with, but you really like them as a person, then you can definitely be friends. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Okay, guys, we're going into our final segment. Yes. So Sex in the City is obviously a very horny show. So we end each episode by sharing what we are currently horny for. Rose, what are you horny for right now? Well, I talked about this with Jamie in the car, but I am loving this HBO show Mrs. Fletcher. Oh, such a good horny for it. Um, based on the Tom Parada book, uh, developed at HBO by a friend of mine, David Levine, development executive at HBO. Hey, David. Love you. Hey, David. Great. I remember when he was telling me about the show, and it's so fun to watch. Um, so good. Catherine Hahn is like an a icon. Um, 
incredible performances all across the board. This doesn't give anything away or spoil anything, but like there's a storyline with a college age boy who was very popular in high school. He was like the most popular kid in school now in college. And it's the most unique storyline of a college kid I've ever seen, or like I've never seen a TV show or a movie about what happens to the popular jock when he goes to college. And it's truly riveting. It's riveting. And it also is so satisfying. It's so satisfying. So it's like, it's like a fantasy. It's a fantasy of what you want to yeah. see happen to the popular guy. It, totally. It's, it's amazing. It you must really, watch. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it satisfies on a lot of levels. Jamers, what are you horny for? Um, well, I will have to say this is an LA specific one, which I don't, I try not to do too often, you but don't. you know what guys, if you don't live in LA, but who knows, maybe you're going to visit at some point. There's this restaurant that is so fucking delicious. It has been in my neighborhood for five years. I just started going there. I don't know why it took me so long, but it is uh, La Pergoletta. It's um, an Italian pasta-focused Italian restaurant. Yeah, great fresh Meaning pasta. everything is fresh, made in-house. The owners are, and this is <laughs> what the waitress tonight told me, the owners are, quote-unquote, super Italian. Ooh. Yeah, she said that they are like in the kitchen teaching everyone how to make the pasta. That's awesome. Very hands-on owners. And um, the thing I love about it, just to get even more specific, is the the amount of choice and freedom and authority they give the customer in that everything you order is customized. So they have like a list of sauces and they have a list of different pastas. They have like regular like fettuccine spaghetti all the way down to like different types of ravioli they have like stuffed gnocchi um yeah and like I just love the whole like mix and match make it your own because I feel like so many restaurants if you have any additions substitutions anything you want to swap out like there's it's always met with a little bit of resistance or disdain or (laughs) or yes or it's the thing of like, yeah, we can do that for five extra dollars. And you're like, okay, is it really that much of an inconvenience for you to give me like pesto over like marinara? Like, is that that big of a deal? And they're like, oh, well, the chef wouldn't want it that way. And you're like, whatever, suck a dick. But my point is this place is like all about helping like all of the when Harry met Sally, Sally orderers out there. Like this is the restaurant. For all you. the Katie's out there. Yeah. Literally all of the Sally's. I'm a Sally. I definitely am like, I know how to make this menu item better than the chef does. He just doesn't know it. And like this restaurant fully gives in to all of my only child. I really appreciate that. Yeah. No, this is like the only child heaven restaurant. I'm like, I will make it my own. I will do it my way. Yeah. So all you complicated high maintenance LA girls. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Hit up up La Pergoletta. Also, they opened a second location. So if the first location is full, you can just literally go down the street to their second one. It's the exact same restaurant. Sponsored by them. I, I, I just, I think it's the best restaurant and it's so delicious. Guys, I have to say one thing before we go. Another thing I'm horny for. Loving all of the uh, oh my god yes Instagram messages yes. we got about your fuck buddy situations loved turns out a lot of people have had very fun sexy fuck buddy situations and aren't I happy that we talked about it because then we get to live vicariously through people who shared those great stories yeah thank you guys yeah thanks as always thanks as always and we love you and we will uh, be back here soon have Bye. a great day or night bye. Thanks for listening to Couldn't Help a Wonder. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at chbwpod and follow my co-host Rose Cerno on Insta and Twitter at Rose Cerno. And please follow my co-host Jamie at Really Jamie Lee on Instagram and at The Jamie Lee on Twitter. And please rate, review, subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app if you're nasty. It helps us. It helps you. It helps everyone. You're nasty. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. And mastered by Anna Rubinova. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Pew, pew, pew.